That's the big question we want to answer. Like the whole reason we did this podcast today, answer this question. (laughs) Please send us your opinions on this because we want to know where are the coats. Welcome to the Teen Life Podcast, where we believe that teenagers are not a problem to be solved, but we are here to help you equip teenagers through the power of connection. I'm Carly Duke, and I am thrilled to welcome back my co-host, Chris Rovey. Hey, Carly. Welcome back, Chris. I've missed you. Do I sound refreshed? You do. You sound well-rested. Yeah. I mean... Ready to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, just have less wrinkles now and (laughs) gray hairs went away. Um, Feeling super rejuvenated. Yeah, seriously. It's uh, great to be back and great job in my absence on the uh on your interviews thanks it was fun to have some guests in but i'm also excited for you to be back so we can get back into our groove and like the extreme courage to have your husband (laughs) and your dad (laughs) i know on the podcast (laughs) don't think i didn't listen to that and that's awesome exactly so if you missed any of our previous episodes go back and listen we had some guest host which was really fun but we are here Back together. Mm -hmm. The dream team is back. Yeah. (laughs) And today we want to start by talking about Black History Month, which I know we're about halfway through the month already, but I think it's worth stopping and talking about what does this month mean? And then what are some ways that we can celebrate Black History Month? Yeah. And uh, we got some great research on this and kind of digging deep on kind of the background of Black History Month and just even some things I'd I'd never really realized about Mm -hmm. it. And it's real importance to uh, our African-American friends who, you know, are this history is often kind of papered over and watered down. And um, to be able to highlight and say, not only is this, it's not just about a month, it's about having focus on something and right. focusing on this thing during this time. So the, the amount of time isn't necessarily the important thing. It's that this is important enough to stop down and focus on. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, you did a little research into the theme of this month. I'll be honest. I did not know that they had themes yeah, for yeah. Black History Month until you sent that. And so we'll post the link if you want more info about this as well. But what's the theme for this year? Uh, it is Black Health and Wellness. And so this, uh, I think, understandably comes out of the pandemic and that this month being able to focus on uh understanding the importance of taking care of yourself and uh, doing the things that it takes to uh, keep yourself well. You know, when you look at the numbers, disproportionately, this pandemic has hit uh, communities of color much more than uh, than than any other. And, it, and not only with just the true outcome of, of death and dying, but also with job loss and uh, educational setbacks has hit communities of color so much harder. Uh, than their white counterparts. And so Black Health and Wellness is really highlighting this fact and how important it is to pay attention to wellness. Uh, and I encourage you to look back on, on, the, on the, the, history, the Black History themes in this link. It's really interesting to see throughout history how kind of the themes kind of mirror what's going on in society during that time for Black culture um, and how that impacts um, communities of color. So it's a really it's a really interesting look back over the years of Black History themes. So let's talk about though some ways that we can celebrate Black History Month, mm-hmm. whether or not you're 
a minority from a minority group or not. I think it's so important for us to take time. And I think one of the first ways is to, as you said, research. Mm -hmm. Look into what is Black History Month? Why do we celebrate this? And the old theme. So that's a really easy one. In episode four, so going way back in the podcast archives, we did a list of movies. Mm -hmm. Um, That was for not only Black um, movies and actors, but other minorities as well. However, that is a good list to go back and we'll post that as well. So watch a movie Mm -hmm. with your kids. Pull up one and that's a way that you can start to have conversation as well. Um, Disney Plus just released. Oh, now that I'm starting to talk about it, Chris, I'm going to not remember what it's called. So let me see if I can do some quick research. But they just released a show on Disney Plus. Have you heard about this? Mm -mm. That they are short little songs and they're quick and it is a way to talk about race with your kids. Gotcha. As you're looking for that, I wanted to I wanted to pivot real back real quick back to um the research side. And one of the things that, as I was researching this that I found out that was really interesting was just why is Black History Month in February? And mm. you know, there there's there's a there's a long running Chris Rock joke about how, you know, the white people gave the black people the shortest month <laughs> to to celebrate black history. And that's not from from my quick research is not really the case, but a lot of it surrounds uh the birthdays of uh Abraham Lincoln uh and and several other black uh emancipation leaders being in February. And so so that really coincided in there in Black History Month starting as kind of a week long and to expanding to a month. And President Gerald Ford at the bicentennial and and such a nerd, Carly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you missed it, didn't you? Uh, but it came uh, came to be in, in his uh, bicentennial speech in 1976, uh, making Black History Month an official thing um, for mm. just to celebrate and has been official ever since. Awesome. So I did find it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I came unprepared. As I was talking, I was like, wait, I just, me and my kids just watched this. So it is from Questlove and Black Thought, who are from the musical group The Roots. Awesome musicians. Yes. Yes. And so they created these animated musical shorts. And it's called Rise Up, Sing Out. It's on Disney+. Plus. Like I said, they're like two to three minutes. But for example, one of them was about bonnets. And so it's about the sleepover with these girls and one girl's white and she's asking her black friends, what is that that you're wearing to bed to protect your hair? And so it's a song that talks about here's what we do. And so to be able to watch something like that, that's very accessible for kids, especially Mm -hmm. and have conversations. So if you have younger kids, that could be a good one as well. But we have a list of movies that you can look at to watch with your family. Another great way to celebrate is just to read a book. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of great resources out there on uh, black culture and how it's interacted with uh, white society over the years. And obviously, you know, we would be remiss to not state the obvious of if you're a white person to go in with an open mind yeah, um, and be conscious of your own biases and if not being willing to have those pointed out as you, as you read through and engage with this material. Um, but especially to do as a family, I think is really, really a powerful thing, um, especially if you have teenagers. They should be able to interact with this material on some level um, where you can have those questions uh, and answer those. But there's, there's fantastic 
books. And uh, if you remember back a few weeks ago, we pulled an old episode uh, with Robert Purvey on race, and he really eloquently walked through um, some of those topics. And uh, I learned a lot in that in mm-hmm. that episode from however long ago that was. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, not too far back in our t- in our feed. Uh, TL selects with Robert Purvey. Right, and I think I saw something the other day that also said. And this applies for almost everything we're talking about, but it doesn't have to only be on the subject of racism either. Mm-hmm. Just look for black authors. Mm-hmm. Look for movies that celebrate black culture. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to revolve around the conversation of racism to be able to celebrate Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one that we've talked about, obviously, we love podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. But listen to a podcast. There are a lot of great podcasts out there. Find some episodes find a podcast of a black influencer or black podcaster that you love. Mm -hmm. Um, Or there's also great resources that really dive into racism, especially in our country. I know too, um, you know, there's big podcast conglomerates now, but iHeartRadio has a, uh, and I, I, I forgot the actual title, but there's a, basically a a black podcasters network within Mm -hmm. uh, iHeart. It's an initiative of theirs and that they're really pushing, especially during the month of February. And so, um, there are easy ways to find that um, just by searching, but um, really great quality podcast out there that from from Black Voices that um, really brings so much insight um, in an accessible way. Right. And I think one of the voices I love is Latasha Morrison. Mm-hmm. She's written a book. She has a podcast. She also has a Facebook group called Be the Bridge, mm-hmm. where to join this group before you can comment on anything in this group, they have you walk through a series of lessons, videos, kind of getting context before you engage in a conversation, which Mm -hmm. I think is really good if they help educate first so you have understanding before you just jump in. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really good resource as well. Mm -hmm. Another one, this this can get thorny um, as you um, uh, engage with something like this, but research the history of your own city, Mm -hmm. your own town of of uh, how how is race interacted with the decisions that were made um you know even in our own city of fort worth there's a really deep history yeah <laughs> uh that's not great um mm-hmm. of uh, racism and how uh our african-american community uh has been treated and even when you look at the map of the city where um historical groups of color kind of are are now compared to where they were before um there's just a lot of interesting history and i think uh, we would be really well served during this month to engage with some of that. And there's great historical societies that document a lot of this in most towns. Um, go, to your, go to your local library. Ask your librarian um, where some of the information is. There's some really uh, robust history that you can research in your own city. Another easy thing, too, is to just follow a Black influencer on mm-hmm. social media. If you're looking at your feed and everyone looks like you, that might be a clue that maybe you need to go find some other voices as mm-hmm. well. To have conversations and just to say, okay, now I need a different perspective Mm -hmm. as well. Encourage your teens to do that too, to have, take a look at their feed. What are you seeing and what would be a good thing to add to that feed as well? And speaking of conversation, I, I believe this is a, this is the biggest key to black history month is talking and listening Mm -hmm. um, and having that conversation. I mean, even yesterday I, I was at a lunch with a pretty large group of, pretty wealthy white men and 
there was one African American African American gentleman there, and we started talking about the subject of race, and it was fascinating to be able to sit and listen to our African American friend and some of his his insight and just even the resources he would quote. And these guys, some of the resources he quoted were not in these guys' wheelhouse at all, but the relationship they had with him. Um, gave him credibility Mm -hmm. and they were taking notes and jotting things down and guys who probably wouldn't have that conversation online on Facebook. Right. That might've been, that might've, might've been a fight on Facebook, right? (laughs) but it was a conversation in person. Mm. And so I felt like there's a lot of power in that of being able to sit around a table with someone um, who doesn't look like you um, to, and, and listen and admit that you don't have all the answers. And I think, as you said, the key is listening. Mm hmm. Um, we are not the experts. Me and Chris are not the nope. experts on this mm-hmm. at all. And so here I say, we're trying to point you to resources where you can listen from someone who would be a good resource and an expert, because it's really important for us not to just say, we're going to talk about Black History Month and that's the end all be all. No, you need to go listen to someone else mm-hmm. talk about this. And so we hope this is helpful and a good way for you to have conversation with your teenager this mm-hmm. month. For the trend this week, Chris. I want to talk about winter fits. To the audience, I <laughs> saw this and it took me a half a second um, to remind myself what this fits. And, sh- and Carly <laughs> gently pointed me back to episode number one. I think right? two. Two, one of those that were very we, early on where we talked about the teen term fits and how quickly I forget. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> he was like, what is this? Will people know what this is? I'm like, if they've been listening, Chris. <laughs> Which apparently I haven't, <laughs> even though I'm a co-host on this podcast. So we want to talk about we're still in winter. The groundhog said we're going to be in winter for six more weeks sure, or jerk. Yeah. whatever that is. Also, right now, we're not going to do a whole episode about this, but Winter Olympics are happening. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to look at winter fashion. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I want to bring up, Chris... Why do teenage boys refuse to wear coats? This one's hit me right where I'm living right now. I don't quite have a teenage boy yet. I have an 11 and a half year old. And literally this morning, it's 29 degrees outside. We get in the truck. He is sitting shivering in my front seat. <laughs> I said, dude, go get your jacket. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh-huh. Literally. I was, like, I was like, I will wait. Go get your jacket. And he was cold all the way to school and stepped outside without a jacket. I believe it. My four-year-old doesn't want to wear jackets. No. I just don't, I don't understand. I saw something the other day that made me laugh on Instagram that was like, nothing is more embarrassing than a teenage boy wearing a coat. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> because there's just something about they are not going to come dressed for the weather ever. Yeah. Is it, is it like, it's just kind of one more thing to carry around that day? I mean, I, I maybe it's a boy thing. Like I, I get it on some level because I, like if I get into a car with a coat, I know I'm about halfway through this drive. I want to take this thing off. Right. So maybe we just sweat more. Maybe. I don't know. But like I, yeah. Or but, if it's a, I feel like Josh has maybe one coat, uh-huh. maybe two. I probably have 10. Uh-huh. So I've got all kinds of choices that I can make match with my outfit. I don't know if boys are like, it doesn't go. It's not going to look good in my shoes. I don't know. Do you think they care that much about the fashion side of it? or? That's a good question. Probably depends on the teenager. Some do. Mm-hmm. If it's not going to go with their their sneaks. Yeah. Another teen term. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We got to do a sneaker episode. That's coming. Yeah. But some current trends that I'm seeing a lot of are these puffer jackets. Mm -hmm. They're big and bulky, but they're not as hot as you would think they would be. I'm seeing girls and guys wear them. Boots. 
are obviously always a thing. Chelsea boots, Google it. I don't I don't really know how to explain that to you because you're looking at me with, Try. with a very <laughs> blank stare. But almost more like platform oh, okay. type boots, chunkier boots are coming back in. Uggs are back, baby. But short Uggs. Short Uggs. Okay. I think some people are still wearing the tall ones. I've had my tall Uggs for probably 10 years. Uh-huh. But anytime I wear them, Josh is like, are you joking? Why are you going out in those right now? But I've been seeing a lot of people wearing short Uggs that like hit at the ankle. Okay. So apparently those are in. Leggings for girls are always in mm-hmm. right now. Um, one trend, I don't think we talked about this originally. There was a TikTok trend. There were TikTok leggings for a while. Okay. That, let's just say, accentuated the female bottom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. And there was a trend for a while where guys would try them on <laughs> and do TikTok videos. Uh-huh. But that's something I'm still seeing teenagers wear with short shirts that are way too short. Yeah, their leggings. And I know a lot of boys, it's leggings and shorts mm-hmm. um, or as, as a big player. Yes, it is. It's coming in sports and stuff. You're right. That's mm-hmm. something that you're seeing more of. But layering obviously is good and big. This is where I see boys, if they're not wearing a coat, they might wear a hoodie under a jacket. Mm. Um, they might wear, I've seen hoodies under jerseys, like if they're going to sporting events and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, the jacket, still, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, I'll link that episode as well. But layering, girls are wearing shirts under summer dresses, like long sleeve shirts, or they're putting a sweater over a summer dress to kind of wear things for multiple seasons. Hmm. So that's really interesting as well. And joggers. Yep. Still yep. a thing. Yep. I'm 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 a I'm a big joggers guy. I just don't see. I'm going to say this, of course, and then I'm going to walk out and be like, "Oh, there they are." So I'm sorry if you wear normal sweatpants. I do not see boys. And normal sweatpants, Mm-mm. almost ever anymore. And I don't know; it has to be a comfort thing because to me, like the jogger things are just a lot more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I think for like tall people, like my husband's tall, it's less noticeable if it's a jogger and if it's fitted at the ankle mm-hmm. than if it's it looks like capris if it's wide legs. So yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, there's some of that. Mm-hmm. So like I said, we went winter fashion changes all the time. But have conversation with your teenagers. Hey, what are people wearing? Why are you wearing that? Why mm-hmm. are you not wearing a coat? Maybe if it's a teenage boy, kind of mm-hmm. dive into that. If you have answers of to why boys are not wearing coats, that's the big question we want to answer. Like the whole reason we did this podcast yes. today, answer this question. <laughs> Please send us your opinions on this yes. because we want to know where the coats. Okay, Chris, I want to pass it to you for this last section because you had time mm-hmm. to learn and reflect and as you said rest mm-hmm. and come back with less gray hair yeah so tell us what did you learn on your sabbatical yeah so the sabbatical has been interesting uh because I, i'll be honest with you it wasn't you go into something you've never done before mm-hmm. that is so odd when you tell people you're doing it um that you really don't know what to expect right and so there are parts of the sabbatical that i would say um didn't go like I thought it would, hmm. but there are other parts that like, like the overall outcome is just what I was looking for. It just, I didn't, it wasn't the path I thought I would take to get there Interesting kind of thing. Because one of the things that as you get older and you, and you um, kind of have your friends and you have your coworkers, what you realize is, you know, outside of your immediate family, that's who you talk to. Right. Hmm. And so uh, about three or four days in, I was like, I'm not talking to anyone. And like, <laughs> 
you missed us? Is yes, I, yes, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, th- it was that. And so it was kind of being okay with being quiet mm-hmm. and being okay with um, my, uh, my job and my productivity not defining who I am. And, um, and so there was, there was some, some reckoning with that. Um, I did a lot of long hikes and walks and just being outside um, a lot of writing, a lot of reading, just a lot of just non-productive things. And we'll talk about this in a future podcast, but just it, it offered me a little bit of distance from things that had gotten way too close, if that makes sense. Like yeah. like emotions, uh, stresses, of to-do lists, of kind of, you know, just a lot of that kind of stuff where I was able to step back and kind of look at it from a different angle and look at it from, you know, what, you know, what's important, um, what needs to stay, what needs to go, that kind of stuff. And so that was really, really helpful. And then I think just the general um, mental rest, like just not really realizing how frenetic everything had become and how busy and scattered and chaotic. And so I'll be honest, there were times where I was a little bit bored. And that sounds really like Forward? Like, didn't you? Because uh, <laughs> I went into this really vowing not to overschedule it mm-hmm. and not to be like, I'm going to do this, this, I'm going to accomplish this because Carly, I didn't want to fail at a sabbatical. <laughs> that would be a real bummer. <laughs> yeah. So, so in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to read five books. I'm not going to read five books. I read three. But, you know, I just didn't want at the end of this to say, oh, I didn't meet my sabbatical goals. That just seems right. very counterproductive. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot about there's a lot about the the concept of sabbatical of Sabbath of taking a break that in the culture seems very um, weird to the audience. I fully admit the privilege that I have to be able to do this. Not everyone gets a chance to do this, and I've I thought about that a lot. About you know what is it that I can bring back that is practical to someone who would not be able to take four weeks off their job. Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things I believe is that like you know I was able. I was able to lead podcasts to you and you did this incredible job and and I'm not needed in that. It's really nice to sit back and hear you flourish at what you're really good at. And so, you know, that, that gave space to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what, that's a lot about what I learned on sabbatical is just be able to find some time strategically to rest and to, to, to turn it off. Um, and to, uh, be okay with silence, to be okay with a little bit of boredom. It allows your mind to do what it's kind of built to do. Right. Kind of as you're talking about that too, Chris, I think the pandemic did that for us for a little bit of time. It gave us a break. It gave us, it shut everything down. So we didn't have that. And how quickly we went back Mm -hmm. to the old way, how quickly we filled up our schedule. And so I think that's a great reminder for take some time and say, okay, what can I say maybe no to this week to give me and our family and our teenagers a little bit of a break and I always think that's great advice all right that's a wrap on this one thank you so much for listening a special thanks to Carly Duke and to Kelly Fan for producing this podcast also to Luke Cabrera for our awesome podcast music if you want to know more about Luke and his music check out his contact info in the description. Well, this podcast is for the helpers and we really hope you feel helped. If there's something we haven't talked about or a topic that you're really interested in, 
email us at podcast at teenlife.ngo and we will do our best to get to that topic. We will see you next week.